0: Praise the Lord. Good to be in the country church. Amen. Tell you what, you know, a good local church is something to be thankful for. Amen. Just be thankful you've got a good place to go and, and uh, fellowship and hear the word. You've got a good pastor and you've got good friends that can encourage you. And uh, that's a real blessing. Um. Just before we do anything, let's start with prayer. Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for the country church, Pastor Rich and Fran and all the people and the opportunity to be here today, Lord, to speak your word. Father, I just pray for your uh, your communication ability to go to work right now, the Lord, to be able to communicate your heart, your vision, your goals, your purposes for your church, for all of us and for each of our individual lives. Lord, we thank you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. So I thank you for richness in this church and among the people and even in this community that the richness of Jesus Christ and his revelation would go forth in this place and touch this area in a mighty way. And we give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. And all the people shouted, Amen. All right. Well, let's open our Bibles to uh, Ephesians, I believe we'll start. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to begin in verse 19. Today I'd like to talk to you about how to build your church. How to build your church. Now, Some of you might say, well, we already did that. There's a sign right out in the lobby that says, Country Church built 2005. Well, amen, you built the church house, the church building, amen, but you're going to be building the church until the Lord comes back. Amen. And God's plan for the country church is that you would grow. Can I have an amen on that? And you have been growing. In fact, I think since I've been coming here, there's more people coming. And you're growing spiritually. That's another way to grow. Amen. And God is building us together for a holy habitation of God. And so I want to talk to you because, you see, when you built this building, somebody had to plan it out and work out the, the plan and the details. And somebody had to, what, know what they were doing, right, to put up the walls the rafters on and put down the foundation, I mean, someone had to have a plan for the construction. Well, just as there's a plan for constructing the physical building, God has a plan for constructing the spiritual building called His church. Can I have an amen? And so my purpose today is to try to encourage you and bring some things out from the scriptures to help you to build the church of God. Now, you may say, well, the Lord builds the house. You know, the scripture says, except the Lord build the house, then that labor in vain, then that labor, labor in vain. And amen, that's true. Amen. But I want you to know that also we build the church. In fact, the scripture said, Jesus said in uh, Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, number one, Jesus builds the church. And then in uh, the book of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 3, Paul says, And I, as a wise master builder, have laid the foundation, and others build thereon. So, of course, we know Paul was a minister of the gospel, specifically an apostle. And... He said that I am a wise master builder, so just as someone here was wise to make these walls straight and the right distance apart and up and down and all this well Paul likewise he was a builder in the spiritual realm so you see Jesus builds his church number one number two ministers build the church how by preaching the gospel teaching the word encouraging the people we build the church so Jesus built church ministers build the church and that's it right no also you build the church yeah you build the church so where, where do you get that from scripture well Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 said he gave some apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ Edifying means the building up of the body of Christ. So there again, we're talking about building. That particular verse, it brings out in the Amplified Version that he gave those various ministries for the maturing of the saints, for the equipping of the saints. And then it says, so that they might do the work. Everybody say work. Give your neighbor a little nudge. Say work. You say, Brother Tom, we're not into works. <laughs> well, you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. Amen. So I confess you're workers for the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? And so the Amplified Version brings out, so that they might do the work of building up Christ's body, the church. So Jesus builds the church. Amen. Ministers build the church, and people build the church. And I know I've been a pastor, and sometimes it feels like the pastor builds the church. <laughs> but no, people need to get the vision that to understand that you build the church. Amen? Ministers are given to help you, to know how to, and to encourage you to build the church. So that's why I want to talk to you today about how to build your church. So let's let's look in Ephesians chapter 2, and let's read verses 19 through 22. It says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So we see that we in the church, we are built. We are built. So we are builders, but we're also part of the building. And he said, we are built upon the the foundation of the apostles and prophets, that's laid here in the Word of God, the prophets, the apostles. The Word of God that's come forth is what we build upon. Can I have an amen? You've got to build your house on the rock, amen? You've got to build it on the truth of God's Word. If you've got something that's called the church that doesn't, uh, isn't established on God's Word, it's not stable, Amen. When you build, you need to build on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And the chief cornerstone of that is Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? Because it's what Jesus did on the cross and what he did through his resurrection and ascension. That is why we're here today. Amen? That's why there's a church. Amen? Because Jesus died for our sins at Calvary so we could be forgiven and we could come into a new life. And he rose up and he poured out his spirit and that spirit is upon the church and that's why we're called the body of Christ that's not just a, a religious phraseology it has meaning the body of Christ means the body of the anointed one or the body of the anointing because the anointing of Christ is in you and it's Christ in you the hope of glory it's Christ in you that's the hope for this community. It's Christ in you that's the hope for the world. And Jesus Christ lives in His church to reach this world. Hallelujah. And you've got to let Him live big in you. And you've got to let His anointing flow through you. And you've got to believe that Jesus is going to live His life through you. Because that's what the Word says. Hallelujah. And you are built together for habitation of God through the Spirit. Hallelujah. You're built on this foundation. And Jesus is the cornerstone. And verse 21, it says, And whom all the building fitly framed together. Everybody say together. Fitly framed together. Together. I, I I feel an unction on that word. Together. 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 You know, if we're just out here, isolated, somewhere out here, just... Being Christians on our own, I mean, people tell me all the time, well, my church is out in the woods. No, no, no. The church is the gathering, the coming together of God's people. Church means the called out assembly. We're in assembly. We have to be assembled together, joined together, united together, connected. That's where the power and the anointing comes forth It's through that corporate anointing. And we're building together for what? For a holy habitation of God. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth. Now let's translate that, that to modern English. What's that word mean? Groweth. Grows. Okay, so what's he saying? The church Grows. Can I have an amen? It's normal to grow. Amen? And so we should be continually growing and expanding. And, you know, you're, maybe you just need to build a whole new uh, annex for all that story. Just, you know, build another sanctuary. I don't know. Hallelujah! You got Donna advertising for you, so you're on the increase. And it's normal to grow. Amen. And we should grow not only numerically, but we should grow spiritually. And we need to grow together. And if we're going to grow together, we have to grow in our love walk. Amen. We have to learn to come together and work together and be part of one another's lives and unite for the cause of Christ. Sometimes we're operating on a carnal level, amen, and we're, we're flowing and functioning according to the dictates of our emotions instead of according to the Spirit and instead of according to the Word of God. And we got to rise up above that and come into some spiritual maturity so that the church of Jesus Christ can be built. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to get excited today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in whom all the building fitly framed together. You know, when you built this, you had to fitly frame it together. You couldn't put in a, you know, I don't know how tall those walls are. Are they 10 foot or 9 foot? Who was here when this was built? 10? Well, you couldn't just come along and say, well, I think I'm going to put an 11 foot stud in here. Amen. (laughs) You had to make them all the same. Amen. You had to fit them together at the right place. And God has to fit his body together, amen, and connect the parts together as it pleases him. There's relationships in the body of Christ. There's a working together of the various gifts. And each of us are, are equipped to fulfill a specific part. See, you couldn't just put a door in there. It's got to be a window. If you just stuck a window out in the front, you'd have a problem, amen. And just likewise in the body, we all have a special anointing and a special place and a special part to fulfill in the body of Christ. Just like Henry Vanderbush, he's got a special part in the body of Christ. And he, you know, he got on the radio and preached the gospel and, and some farmer listened to him and got convicted of his sins and went and kneeled down next to a bale of hay and got saved. Hallelujah. And now there's a church here. You say, well, that's Henry. He's special. Well, yeah, Henry's special. Absolutely. But you know what? You're special too. And if you'll just do what God tells you to do, <laughs> good things are going to happen. Amen? You know, one of the aspects of building the church that is most important I'm going to give you a big clue right here. It's called obedience. Amen. It's called obedience. It's called doing what the Lord wants you to do instead of what Aunt Martha wants you to do. And instead of what your flesh wants to do and your emotions want you to do, it's called obedience. Jesus said, If you will take these words of mine and do them, then this is what I'll liken you unto. I'll liken you to a man who built his house upon the rock. And the winds came and the storm came and it stood because it was built on a rock. Why? Because the man obeyed the word of God. Thank God you're here in church to hear the word of God. But I want to tell you how to get it really working in your life. Amen. That's to obey what you hear. Amen. I want you to take even this message I'm sharing with you today. I want you to take this to heart and take it home and pray about it and say, what does this mean to me and my relationship to the church and my relationship to Jesus? What can I do to build the church? How can I be fitly framed together more perfectly? In order to fulfill the will of God in Rooston, Minnesota, and throughout the world, what is your plan for me, Lord? I'm here. I want to obey your will and be fitly framed together. Can I have an amen? It's exciting, you know. We are in the we're in the greatest thing going. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people put a lot of energy into other things. I mean, businesses, sports, and and that's that's not all bad. We're not against that. I'm not saying that, but. A lot of people put a lot of energy into politics. And I, I tell you, we need a lot of help in politics. But we're in the greatest thing going right here. It's called the Church of Jesus Christ. Because we're carriers of the greatest message. And we've got the greatest power. It's greater than the, any nuclear arsenal in the world. It's the power of the Holy Ghost in his church. He lives in us. Hallelujah. We've got to rise up in this hour. In the anointing of God. I tell you, it's, it's a storm season. I know you had a storm come through here. And all over, it seems like storms in the physical and storms in the, in the nations and storms in the spiritual. There's storms, storms, storms. we got to build our house on the rock. And it's going to stand. And I tell you, I believe, I believe the country church is built on the rock. And I confess the congregation is built on the rock and you're doers of the word. Amen. And not hearers only. He said, in whom the building, the building. See, he wasn't talking about this physical building. Thank God for this building. What a great tool God has given you here. But there's a spiritual building that we're interested in too. And you're built upon that foundation. And the whole building, fitly framed together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom also ye are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. An habitation of God through the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit's making you an habitation of God. An habitation of God. In other words... This is where God lives amongst his people. How many think Ruthen needs God? Pipestone County needs God. The United States needs God. Where does God live? In you. And we're built together as a habitation of God. That's very, very important. Not just so we can come to church and have goosebumps. Hallelujah. I thank God for the experiences we have in the spiritual realm and all that we have and coming together and worshiping God. But there's a world out there that needs Jesus. Amen. And Jesus lives in you. So building the church is so important in this day and hour that we see the vision of God that this church is going to reach the world. Amen. You're built up a habitation of God through the spirit. Amen. Well, turn in your Bibles to the uh, book of Acts and let's look at a prototype of building the church. We'll go right back to the beginning and see how church growth came in the early church. How did church growth come as the church began? To some folks, the word church growth is kind of a dirty word. People will say, well, you know, God's not into numbers. Well, wait a minute now. Numbers represent people, right? And God has a book called Numbers. Amen? God's just not into numbers, you being prideful over numbers. Amen? David got in trouble for that. But God's into numbers because numbers represents people, and we're going to see that numbers of people were added to the church in the book of Acts. How many would like to see some numbers of people being added to the country church? And, and, you know, it's really not, the bottom line is not filling up the country church. I mean, maybe you'll start uh, ten satellite churches out of here. I don't know. It's all about the kingdom of God and bringing people into the kingdom of God. Amen. That's building the church. Amen. See, we have to have that perspective. You know, I know the last six years has helped me because I was a local church, local church pastor for 22 years. The last six years I've seen the world and I've seen a lot of different churches. And, and God has a global perspective. <laughs> Amen? And he, He's interested in your neighbor. In fact, He's interested in the people that are meeting in the other churches around this community today. And He wants you to pray for them and He wants you to be an influence to them. We can actually be an influence to them. And I like the fact, I believe you guys have a heart to build bridges into the community. That's good. Don't you have a, a, like a dinner, community dinner or something once a year? You have, I know you have that, the apple pie thing, but don't you have a dinner also where you invite the community? What's that? Spaghetti. I'm going to have to come out for that. But see, that's good. Bridge that gap and reach the community. Amen. We don't want to be over here saying, oh, we got all the answers. You guys are, you know, look down your nose spiritually at people. That's not the idea. You got to love people. Amen. To build the church. Building the church is is not just about the organization of the local church, it's about building Jesus' church. Amen. All right, let's look at Acts chapter 2. Remember, I said, Jesus builds his church, the ministers build the church, and the body builds the church. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. It's called the day of Pentecost when God invaded their prayer meeting and signs and wonders began to happen in their midst. And the spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire sat upon their head and they spoke in unknown languages. Amen. Now, what did I say? Who builds the church? Number one, Jesus builds the church. Who was doing this? Jesus, because Jesus is the one who baptizes in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So first thing that happened is they got filled with the spirit. Amen. And if you want to build the church, be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Be filled with the Spirit because God wants you to be a habitation of God through the Spirit. So when this happened, the Bible said that it was noised abroad. And people came to see what is this phenomena? What is going on here? These people are speaking in other languages. They were curious and they came to hear and they said, well, we're hearing, we're hearing them speak about the wonderful works of God in our language. And they said, what is this? Some said they're full of new wine. So the next thing you know then, Peter gets up. It says in verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice. In other words, Peter began to preach to them. Folks, thank God for preachers. Thank God for Pastor Rich. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you have an evangelistic pastor. You know, he does barn revivals and he's been an evangelist. I mean, he's got a heart for souls. Amen. And Peter was an apostle, but he was an evangelist. He had a heart for souls. And he lifted up his voice. And he told them, he explained to them what was going on. He says, this, these aren't drunk, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he went back into the New Testament and he explained to them what was going on. And he says, it'll come to pass in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And, and your uh, young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. And uh, upon your sons and daughters, will I pour out my spirit? In these days, that which we saw and heard about from the Sand Hill uh, camp, God's touching young people. And then it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what's the purpose of the outpouring? That whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You say, Brother Tom, what do you mean, saved? I mean, you need Jesus or you're going to go to hell. Amen. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ and Him only. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there's a judgment upon the human race because of what Adam did and because of the sin that passed on the whole human race. The Bible said that sin passed on the human race and because of sin, death passed on the human race therefore, everybody needs Jesus. And so Peter preached to them and he said, you crucified the Lord of glory. And so we might say, yeah, those dirty Jews, they crucified Jesus. No, we all crucified Jesus. Because he wouldn't have had to die if it wasn't for, for us. But he died for us because he loves us and God loves us. And so he preached to how Jesus died on that cross and, how he was buried, but he didn't stay in the grave, but he rose again. Amen. And, and how, uh, you know, he ascended and he poured out what this, this gift of the Holy Ghost. So he tied it all together. And he said, God has made him both Lord and Christ. Amen. In other words, he's the Lord and he's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He's the Lord. And that's how you get saved. You you recognize him as your Savior. You recognize him as your Lord. And so after Peter preached, the conviction of the Holy Spirit fell on them. And they said, Peter, what shall we do? This crowd of people. They said, what shall we do? They realized they were in trouble with the Lord. What shall we do? And Peter says, repent. What's that mean? Turn around. Quit sinning. Start living for the Lord. Amen. And be baptized. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. You're going to get the same thing. You're going to get the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. And so those that gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, 3,000 souls were added to the church. Now, folks, don't tell me God's not into Numbers. He's got it right there in the book of Acts. Some people say, well, he's not into Numbers. He's into Acts. Well, he's into Acts and Numbers. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> 3,000 people were added to the, to the church. And so the church began to uh, manifest itself as a mighty power for God in the earth. But I want you to look now to the second chapter and the 41st verse. Because we're talking about today how to build your church. So we saw what Jesus did, right? He baptized the church in the Holy Spirit. We saw what the ministers did. Peter preached the gospel, okay? But now we're going to see what the people did. How many want to learn what the people did? Because this is what you can do. Can I have an amen today? Can I have a little more enthusiastic amen today? Amen. So let's learn here what they did. Verse 41 Then they that gladly received his word. Well, there's one thing they did, they gladly received the word. <laughs> amen. When Pastor Rich gets up there and preaches the gospel, you ought to be jumping up and down. Yeah, Jesus died for our sins. Hallelujah. When Tom comes to preach, man, you ought to be happy. You ought to gladly receive the word of God because it's going to change your life today. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited over here in the country church today. Then they that gladly received his word were what? Baptized. Amen. You ought to be baptized. Pastor Rich, I believed in Jesus. I want to be baptized. What are you doing when you get baptized? You bury your old life. You say, I'm living for Jesus from now on. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Verse 42. And they what? Continued. Everybody say, continue. Continue. Give your neighbor a little nudge. Say, continue. Continue. Keep on going. Amen? And they continued. How? How? Steadfastly, steadfastly, steadfastly. I believe, folks, you, you are a people that have the ability to continue steadfastly. You have that character to be steadfast followers of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? They continued how? Steadfastly. Okay, what they continue in? The Apostles' Doctrine. All right, number one, the Word of God. They were in the Word of God. They, every time that the doors were open, they came and they said, Pastor Rich, give us the Word today. They were hungry for the Word, and not only in church, but in your daily uh, devotional life. Man, I tell you, I've been in the Lord for a number of years, but myself, I have to have some time in the Word every day where the Lord can speak to me through his word or I get weak. And I know the same is for you too. See, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, number one. Number two, and fellowship. Thank God for the country church. Thank God for the fellowship that you have. Fellowship means a sharing in common. I just, I wish I could impress on you how precious it is the fellowship that you have, and how you should treasure it and guard it and protect it. amen and do not allow strife to enter in to your fellowship, but make yourselves walk in love amen yeah that's that's good preaching. You say, well, the love of God's in me. I don't have to make myself. Yeah, but you got flesh too. And I do too. And there's always opportunities to fly off the handle. And get angry and break fellowship. And stir some up hornet's nest up and make a mess in the church. And I'll tell you what, the church is too precious for that. Amen. This is Jesus' church. It's a holy habitation of God. See, they continued steadfastly in fellowship and breaking of bread, communion around the Lord's Supper and His death death on the cross, and prayers. You got a prayer. This is a church that has a prayer meeting Monday evenings at what time? Be there. That's where the action is. So they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine Fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. Verse 43. And casualness came on every soul. Now, isn't anybody going to correct me on that? Fear. Reverential fear came upon every soul. An awesome a revelation of the awesomeness of God came upon every soul in the church. And many wonders and signs were done with the apostles. And all that believed were together. Everybody say together. Together. And had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men. As every man had need. In verse 46. And they continuing how often? Daily. How? With one accord. You didn't know they had Hondas back then. Well, they were all in one accord, so. Well, ha ha. (laughs) Come on, folks. Hallelujah. They continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. How often were they continuing steadfastly? How often was God adding to the church? Daily. Amen. Folks, we've got to get off of this Sunday morning Christianity and start living the life. Amen. And we've got to be praising the Lord at the Cynic Station or the Shell Station or whatever it is. Amen. Just as much as we are in church, we've got to let the people know that Jesus is alive. We've got to get it out to the houses, out into the highways and the byways out where the people are amen this is just a place to come to get trained and encouraged and then sent forth to reach your world can i have an amen today so the lord build the church the ministers build the church and then the people build the church all right now i want to encourage you in three areas see i used to preach seven point sermons And I'd be preaching for about a half hour, 40 minutes, and I'd say, no, i got seven points. And Susan would go, oh, I only have three points, all right? Three points. Can you handle three points? (laughs) All right? How to build your church. Number one, by the environment. By the environment. Now, like I say, the last six years, I've had the opportunity to go to a lot of different churches and visit churches, not only as a preacher, but just to visit. Because when you're a pastor, most of the time you're in your own church, so you don't get a vision of what's going on. But I have found out, you know, that there's a lot of differences in the environment of churches. I mean... There's some churches that it seems like you would walk into that church, it seems like somebody's got the air conditioner on in the middle of winter, spiritually speaking. I mean, it's cold in them there churches. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no warmth of fellowship. You can't walk into that place and feel any love. And folks, that ought not to be can I have an amen And then there's other churches that there's love in those churches but there's love among the people that are already there Uh-huh they've got their group they've got their little people they want to talk to but if you walk in as a visitor you feel like oh I'm in somebody else's house and I don't feel welcome Environment is very, very important. You say, well, Pastor Rich takes care of all that. No, you do too. He's to encourage you. But the environment is up to you. You're the household of God. Amen? I I read a study one time that said, when people walk into a new church for the first time, within seven minutes, they've decided if they're going to visit again. Pastor Rich doesn't even have a chance to preach yet. From seven minutes from the time they walk in that door, they've decided. Why? Because of the environment. See? Now, you're blessed because you have a nice-looking building. That's part of it, too. People walk in, wow, this is nice. This, This is cool. It's simple, but it's clean. It's nice. It has a good feeling about it. Amen? And you guys, you have a lot of, warmth. You're very personable. Amen? And I encourage you to you know, increase in that area. And that person, when they walk into your church, they need to feel, I'm wanted here. Amen? Because you know what? You can go to a church that has the best praise and worship, the best teaching, and everything else, but if you don't feel anybody wants you to be there, just forget it. I'm moving down the road. And when it comes to unsaved people, they're only going to visit a church so many times. So when they come into your church, you make sure that you welcome them. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, you just walk up to them and say, I'm glad you're here. Gary, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're in church. Amen? That's what they need to to hear. They need to know that you love them and care about them. Because they're only going to feel the love of Jesus through you. Amen? Environment. And, and we have to have an attitude in the church that we're not here just to please ourselves. Amen? We've got to train ourselves to care about other people's needs and also the heart of the Father. He cares about those people that are walking in your church door. You say, Well, I'd rather talk to my buddy here. Well, you can talk later. Yeah. Now, I, I don't want you to swarm the next visitor that comes into <laughs> your church. Speak cool about it. But you get the message, right? Environment, a warm environment. And the spiritual environment of the love between the saints that's here. And people can feel that. I mean, you can, feel, you can feel an atmosphere. When you walk into somebody's home, you can feel an atmosphere. If there's been a fight that's gone in, on in that home before you got there, you can feel the tension. Amen? So create a good spiritual atmosphere for people. All right? Okay? Number two, outreach. 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 Let's reach out. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The people that you're rubbing elbows with at school, on the job, that you see in the store, Jesus wants them saved. The Father wants them in His house. You say, well, I'm I'm busy with this and, this and this. Well, you need to change. You need to change. Somebody says, brother Tom, what business do you have? Come tell me. I need to change. Well, it's God's business. You need to change. If you have an attitude that says, I don't care about the, if they go to hell or not, you need to change. You say, well, how am I going to change? Pray. Talk to the Lord. He'll change your heart. Amen. Read the scriptures. Say, Lord. Give me your heart for my neighbors. Give me your heart for the people that I work with. God, give me your compassion for them. Oh, Father. And if you open your heart, God will change your heart and give you a heart for the lost. Amen? And then you reach out to them. You tell them about Jesus. You tell them, number one, you tell them what Jesus did in your life. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not much of a preacher. Well, did Jesus do something in your life? If he did something in your life, you've got something to share. Amen? That's called being a witness. Amen? And then another thing you can do, you can invite them to church. You might say, well, I did. Three years ago, and they didn't come, and that's it. Well, look, <laughs> when we first went to church, I'm talking about back in 1977 when we got saved. The man I worked with at, the, at a sawmill, he invited me, I can't tell you how many times, over and over again. I said, ah. Finally, him and his wife invited us over to their house for dinner. And we went to their house, and they gave us this really nice meal. And they shared with us about their past, which was very similar to ours. And about how Jesus had changed their lives. And after all that, they'd given us this nice meal and our bellies were filled. And they were really warm and friendly. They said, you should come to our church. We have an evangelist coming. (laughs) And my wife and I went afterwards, we said, well, they were so nice to us. We couldn't turn them down. So we went to the church service. And we didn't look the best or probably I didn't smell the best. Maybe Susan did. But the environment was there. I mean, there was love there. It wasn't a perfect place, but there was love there. And God touched our heart in that service and within about three months we were both saved. And so I thank God that he asked me over and over again to come to church. And I thank God that he reached out and invited me to his house and my wife and I and our little baby and we had dinner with him. I thank God because, see, that's where we're missing it in the church. All too often, we don't care enough to get the job done. Amen. Uh, Now, folks, I didn't come here to beat you up because I think you're doing great. But I want you to do better. Amen. Now, I want to encourage you because I believe this church has tremendous potential to reach the world. Amen? So number one, environment. Number two, outreach. Number three, assimilation. Assimilation. So you have a, have a nice environment for people to come to. You reach out individually and through your, like your dinner and other ways, you reach out to the community. And then number three, assimilation. The scripture said that God has placed it, members in the body as it has pleased him. So we, we lead people all the time in a prayer of salvation, the sinner's prayer or prayer of salvation, I prefer to call it, but the same difference. We're, we lead people in that prayer. We encourage them to be baptized. But Jesus wants to take it another step further. He wants them to be part of a body. Can I have an amen? And so therefore, they need to feel a part of, Of what's going on in your church. Amen. They need to be integrated socially. Into the church. I mean. You know. I mean sad to say my wife and I've gone to some churches. And after six months the only relationship we really had was with the pastor. It ought not be. Amen. You got to bring people into your circle. How many hear what I'm saying. And give them something to do in the church. I mean, you don't have to make them treasurer, you know, or anything. But give them something to do. (laughs) Amen? And make them feel welcome. Go visit them. Invite them out for dinner. Amen? Bring them into the circle socially. When we came to that church that I shared with you back in the 77, then the ladies of the church would come and visit my wife. And they would say, well, let's have a little Bible study. And they say, let's open to the book of Ephesians. And my wife would go, okay. She couldn't, couldn't find the book of Ephesians too easily. But they loved her. Amen? And they cared about her enough to come visit her. Amen? You say, oh, that's the pastor's job. No, sorry. I, I already defeated that argument. <laughs> the word of God defeats that argument, Right? Now, some of you are looking at me like you're like a cow at a new gate. Or with <laughs> you are the ministers. You are the witnesses. You are the ones to build up this church. Amen? It's the very things that you do and the choices that you make in your individual, personal, spiritual life and your actions both in the church and in your home and among the people in the community. That's what builds the church. It's a spiritual building and it must be built spiritually and it's built through relationships and it's built through the love of God operating through God's people. I thank God that God so loved the world He gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that call is for every person. God wants them all to be saved. Whosoever will let him come and drink of the waters of life. Amen. And maybe you're here today and you haven't really taken that step to accept Jesus. you can do that today. You can find him as your Lord. Could we bow our heads before the Lord today? Praise God. How many today would say, you know what, I need peace with God today. I don't don't have that peace in my heart and the knowledge of salvation. I want it today. Would you lift your hand if that's you? I want to be saved. I want to know I'm going to heaven. I want to be part of the church, the true church. Anyone here today? Praise God. Pastor Richie's doing his job. <laughs> and Fran. We don't want to leave Fran out. Thank God for pastors' wives. Hallelujah. They're ministers of the gospel. All right, I want to ask you another question. How many today would say, honestly, I want to be part of building the church? Would you lift your hand if that's you? I want to be part of building the church. All right? Praise God. Would you stand up if you want to be part of that building, that church? Stand to your feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to be part, Lord, of your great plan to reach the world. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. I'm here to report for duty, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord change my attitudes lord bring me into what you have for you for your plan for my life lord and bring this church into your plan lord god into its destiny lord to build the church to build the kingdom of god to see jesus glorified father forgive me lord for casualness For an attitude that says, I'm too busy. Other things are more important. Lord, give me your heart. Give me your heart. I want to encourage you to pray right now from your heart. Not just to listen to my prayer, but I'm just kind of leading this. But you pray. Talk to the Lord right now. Hear my prayer, Lord. Hear my prayer, Lord. Make me an instrument, Lord, of your purposes in the earth, in this community, in this place. Forgive me, Lord, for carnality and decisions based on emotions, things that I have done and said that are contrary to the will of God. Oh, Father, And heal my heart, Lord. Sometimes we're hindered because we've been hurt. I want you to just, if you've been hurt, just put your hand on your heart. Just say, heal my heart, Lord. Heal my heart, Lord. That I might be that vessel to reach the world, to touch the world for you. Fill me, Lord. Fill me by your spirit, God. Cleanse me and deliver me, Lord. Oh, change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Change me. Make me like Jesus today. Make me like Jesus today. Forgive, cleanse, heal, and transform. In Jesus' name. Oh, Father. Hallelujah. Father. Pastor Rich and Fran, would you come, come forward? Just stay in the spirit, the spirit, the attitude that we're in right now. But I feel led of the Lord to pray for your pastors. When I ask you to stretch your hands towards them. Would you do that? Stretch your hands towards them. Lord, we bless this dear couple. Susan, come help me pray. Lord, we bless them. We bless them in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you for your anointing on their lives, Lord. Yes, Father, we thank you for your love for them and your compassion towards them. In Jesus' precious name. Encourage their hearts today. Give them strength to fulfill the vision that you placed within their hearts, oh God to build the work of God in this area, Lord. Continue to give them encouragers and helpers. Praise God. To help them with the work. Thank you, Lord, for each one that you've given. Praise God. Praise God. Gary, would you come? And Ivan? Are there other elders Come and help. Hold their arms up. These are two elders, or do you have another one? Any others? We just thank you. Thank you, Father. Everybody stretch your faith this way. I believe God's doing something right at this moment. Not just another prayer, but God's doing something to lift them to another level. To lift them to, yeah, Lord. God, I thank you. I thank you for revelation. I thank you for apostolic revelation. A knowledge. A knowledge. A building knowledge. Oh, Lord, I know. I know they have building knowledge. I understand that. But you're bringing them to another level. To impart to others that building knowledge. And I thank you, Father God. I thank you for the grace that's on their lives, Lord, now. And let it spill out upon many lives, Lord, that it might touch many lives, Lord God, and be an encouragement to many. And, Lord, we just build up a hedge around them in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over their lives, over their house, over their body, over their souls, over their finances, over every part of their being, God, over their emotions. Oh, we thank you for that hedge, oh God, that you build. In Jesus' name. Lord, unite your church here, oh God, around the visions and purposes of God and help them, oh God, to lead with a strong voice and a strong vision on the course that you have chosen. In Jesus' name. And when their strength, Lord, seems to be down a bit, I thank you you bring somebody along. To hold their arms up, just as we're doing today. You bring someone along, Lord, to hold up their arms, oh God. That they'd hear the voice of God through another vessel, Lord. Well done, good and faithful servant. And they would rise up and continue, God, with what you've given them to do. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, Glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Let's praise Him today, folks. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. The anointing. Lift your hands and praise Him. Hallelujah. He wants to do so much more. If we'll let Him cooperate. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him, folks. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Father, I just release a blessing upon this congregation. I release a blessing upon their spiritual lives that as they go from this place today, they will be changed. And the word that's been spoken and the spirit that's been here will continue on with them and will work in their hearts even as they arise tomorrow morning, the thoughts will come back and you will begin to draw them into a closer walk with you and into a stronger anointing and a closer alignment with their particular anointing and vision and calling for their lives. And I break every stronghold that's against them in Jesus' name. And I loose the will of God into these lives. And those that are called to the ministry, I just speak a loosening of those bondages that hinder them. In Jesus' name. And a breakthrough in their lives and in their families. In Jesus' precious name. And Father, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise for everything that has been done here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hi, this is Susan Shanklin. We hope you enjoyed this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom and I would love to hear from you. You can write us at Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144. That's P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002, USA. When you write, please send us your prayer requests and your testimonies. We sure would love to hear from you. You can visit us also on the net at gopreach.net.